0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. All right, here we are. Back for a Monday podcast. And also over here in the new uh, recording area, well, back to where I always did the podcast. But over the past week, while this new computer came in and I got it all set up, and finally, hopefully, everything goes off without any glitches here. Looks like everything's recording. That's good. I can see the waveforms. But you never really know until it's done. And uh, do a little processing on the audio no real editing here on this podcast always kind of committed to just doing it as close to live as I could so you get the you know you get real conversation as opposed to scripted nonsense so what to talk about well there's not really much going on in the news Uh, hurricane of course which is perfect timing for the election I mean what a What a nice uh, little event to have delivered to the Democrats. Don't you see now the importance of this, I don't know, these storms, they just keep getting worse and worse. This lie, it's amazing Uh, how many people are convinced. Uh, Otherwise, you know, well-meaning people just confused about the weather. Oh, we almost lost Florida. Last year it was California. California. Now it's Florida, almost gone, climate change, what can we do? Just tell whatever we need to do, make it stop. I don't know, they just continue to create this uh, this fear, right? And, I mean, let's face it, it's a pretty tragic event. I think that a lot of what we're seeing is a big part of the reason why for a long time people didn't really want to live down there too much, right? It was more of a farming area because... And the storms came through, it wasn't a great place to be. Swamp down there, really, most of Florida. I don't know. You know, people continue to want to go there. DeSantis is popular. It's a great place to live. So people continue to pour in, and then this happens. And let me mention this before I actually get into what I wanted to talk about here, which is how the media lies to us. And I don't think it matters what your political affiliation or ideology is, it's another one of those things that when we can't have a conversation based on the truth, what are we really talking about at that point? Somebody asked me, I think it was uh, Ed from Montana, I think trying to be a wise guy, he said, uh, how do you tell somebody in a trailer park in South Florida to prepare for a hurricane like that? And you don't, you got to get out, I mean, it's part of the preparation, be a like a bug out plan. I don't think a lot of people think about it. I you know, at least have a little checklist going. You know, if you got say they, you know, they say wherever you're at, you got to get out in an hour. I don't know what's typical. Maybe they try to give people uh, 24 hours notice. I don't know if there is a typical, but I mean if you're in something unprotected like a mobile home facing a storm like that, you got to get out. Got to get out. It's the only well, we can't. We You got to. You got to make provisions for that. Got to be part of your plan. But you would think that uh, nothing else is going on in the news, right? The liberals are going to, that's uh, the climate change we've been trying to tell you. This is what happens. All these good conservatives down in Florida now, uh, Biden and DeSantis, uh, you know, they're going to set aside their political differences. Isn't that just great? Thank goodness. Thank goodness in the name of spending more taxpayer money, they can set aside their political differences. That's the only time they ever do set aside their political differences so they can spend more, right? There's, they have the only, the only option they have to spend more is to work together. So in order to spend more, to keep that money flowing, that's what working together <laughs> means in government, spending more of your money. Well, I, you know, you say, well, in this case, You know, why wouldn't the federal government help Florida? I agree. I don't disagree with that. How far does that go? You know, do we all, you know, by default, is uh, uh, catastrophic uh, relief a human right? Right? Is it that we should just expect that wherever you're at, you live on a, a coastal area or Uh, earthquake-prone area or whatever 9 million things close to a nuclear power plant, whatever 500 million things can create a natural disaster, whose responsibility is that to take care of you? I've said it before, and uh, my buddy Butch from Hope for Survival, uh, he talks about it. You can check out his book, Hope for Survival, at hopeforsurvival.com. Pretty simple, right? And there's no plan to, to save you and take care of you and uh, provide for your basic needs. So plan accordingly. That's what I would say. I, I Like, for example, I keep a few tarps in my garage. And some people say, you're nuts. Really? I don't know, it's 100 hundred, hundred and fifty $150 worth of tarps, and I have hammers and nails, and if something ever happened to a piece of the roof that I had the ability to potentially fix it myself, or even if I can't, uh, maybe I can get help, or even if I have to have somebody come in, at least I have some materials here. I don't know. I, I just call it basic responsibility, really. I don't think there's a huge risk of our roof blowing off, but there's some. And so we plan accordingly. We still have a tree close to the house, one tree close to the house. Anyway, get out if you're in a mobile home and you're getting hit by a hurricane. No other option. So here's what I wanted to talk about, and that is how the media lies to us. And you already know the media lies to us. Why? Well, I guess it's profitable can be the only reason i'm not completely sure how that's the case you know you can see the connection with pfizer advertising and covid and maybe i don't know ukraine and and defense contractors i don't know what what is it that drives these profits in media what else can it be what what other money can be driving the media besides Pharmaceuticals and uh, the military-industrial complex, big tech, maybe I don't know. Retirement uh, organizations, companies, whatever you want to call it, I don't know. What else could it be? But what we have now, it's not a media, not at least what uh, at least what I would call a proper journalistic media in this country. And there's a real consequence to that. I've talked about this before. It's not a new phenomena. I think the final wipeout is relatively recent since COVID, but the makings of it and the takeover of information by big tech has been huge. And one of the things that they're able to do is to make things seem newsworthy when they're not or make them seem more or less important than they actually are, or to disguise something else that's going on. When you see so much media attention on hurricane, 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 meanwhile, there's an election coming, a major election, problems with other elections, and uh, a war going on. And you tell me that The only thing really to be talked about is the hurricane. Not the only thing, but mainly just soaking it up. Why is that? seems to probably be covering up other things. But let me just try to stick with the facts. No conspiracy theories, no speculation. Uh, the The journalistic media, investigative media, I don't know what you would call it. I don't really know the proper terms, but... Anybody who's really, really even trying to dig and fact check anything, let alone go actually out and talk to people firsthand, I don't think there's a whole lot of that going on at all. Not much at all. Matter of fact, I'm starting to question if the people that the few people that they do show, if they're not paid actors. Kind of strange, really, to me. Um, But the media that there once was is no longer. And if it's not enough that there's a vacuum created by the loss of information, the media that we have today, it's still there, but it's been politicized. And it's nothing more now than a a political propaganda tool to spread lies. You know, tomorrow, I'm hoping, anyway, we'll see how things shape up here. I may have to do it later in the week. I'm going to read this Putin speech. I listened to the news commentary. I, I want to say it was MSNBC. There was a little clip on YouTube. And, I, and I, after I had read the speech, now granted, it's translated, but I have to believe that the MSNBC reporter, if anything, read the, the translated copy. But my guess is they didn't read anything. It just run down the talking point. Ah, the fake audience, forced to be there. Nobody was happy. Uh, that's not what I saw. I watched the video, and I read the transcript, and I come to a completely different conclusion. Huge. I mean, just a huge disparity. Now, uh, you know, have that once, twice. I don't know. I don't know. Um. I mentioned to you last week the Battle of Kafji and how the, the history has been rewritten completely uh, non-reflective of the reality of the events. That was in, what, 1990, 30 years ago? Huge deception going on. I saw it here locally. I mentioned this uh you know, this this money missing from our local treasury. And shocked. The lockdown. Couldn't get it reported. Fascinating to me, really. A, a huge, huge shift. And this is an area that I'm familiar with. An area that I, you know, I know the people. I understand how it works. And either no response or... Uh, Just, you know, thank you with no interest in pursuing it any further. Just really fascinating on many fronts. And then there was COVID. I was talking about COVID every day from pretty much day one. Does anybody remember this? I used to joke. It wasn't really a joke. I'd say, there's got to be something else we can talk about. Got to be something else we can talk about. It was amazing. It just went on and on. And people still wearing masks, something that I uh, predicted, never go away. Neither will the boosters, the vaccines. They'll be uh, talking about it. We'll see people talking about damage that it's done from these uh, vaccines. They're not not pushing them on kids. All the requirements have been relaxed. Are people going to get their jobs back? Is there going to be any accountability for the people who who illegally push these requirements on people? created such stress for people. But I want to stick with the issue at hand, and that is the lack of any kind of investigative reporting. And I was able to find out, which, to be fair, I got it from the No Agenda podcast. Those guys a lot of times can push out some really fantastic uh, information. They have this network of what they call producers, and that is – Listeners that help them that you know can really dig deep into finding things that are going on. And they were able to identify the source, uh the central source of all this COVID information. I shared it here on the podcast. And it's just being repeated. You've seen these videos. Uh uh Dan just sent me one where uh, you know they—they're showing all these reporters across the country repeating the exact same lines, and uh, you can see the, the the way things get passed around. It pops up on Drudge Report, and then Bongino picks it up, and then Hannity's talking about it, and it's just it is, and that's the narrative. That's how it gets moved. There's a fight, a territorial fight over the military-industrial complex. I guess uh, both parties, that's where the money's at, right? They both lay claim to that. So everybody su- supports Ukraine right now. Everybody supports the war. They don't support each other, but they support the war. But anyway, I've seen firsthand the misreporting. There was another little joke. Uh, do you remember when you could go Google uh, you know, any number between 1 and 99 new cases a day? 52 new K and boom, all these links. 53, ba-boom. Any number you pick. Fascinating, really. Really fascinating. Just amazing how the COVID disinformation machine, you could see it. I saw it firsthand. I saw firsthand locally how uh, trying to break information out uh, to expose corruption in local government, and the media just wouldn't even talk about it. And I've seen how even in a war, a massive event involving many countries across a broad area with many witnesses, the, 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 the story that's reported completely fabricated without any real attempt to even rebut it. Quite frankly, I don't know, maybe nobody cares. Maybe it's, well, there's uh, different ways of looking at things. Boy, I'll say <laughs> it's a real different way of looking at things. So then I saw this story pop up which is what made me bring this up. And it's reported by Red Voice Media, but I think it's a interview done on Epic Times TV. I am a subscriber to Epic Times and uh, I do recommend it. I think I think they are one of the few actual investigative news outlets if you will. And I recommend that you check out this link here. I have it in the show notes. You can get the show notes at ChristopherScottShow.com. And uh, it exposes the propaganda behind the don't say gay phrase that was used in Florida. And basically, there was a little uh, activist group in in Florida, a little pro- LGBTQIA. I think I just got it right, didn't I? Isn't that the the right initial? I'm getting pretty good. They're going to add some more, I'm sure. I don't know. It's like a test. It's like a test of my white guilt, my white privilege, the atonement for my white privilege that I take enough time to properly memorize and respect all 97 initials of just a few of the genders represented. (laughs) Anyway, some little, uh, you know, pro, uh, you know, LGBTQ group tweets out, don't say gay, Bill, and all of a sudden this thing blows up because, you know, it gets pushed out by Drudge or whoever, uh, you know, knows how to push out a sensationalized link. The original post only got like 200 likes or something like that. It wasn't because it was genuinely popular or that people were genuinely interested in it, because they weren't. It had nothing to do with it, the idea of it being genuinely true, which it was not, because none of that even appeared in the legislation. But yet it was a phrase that was used to draw outrage and do what? What was the consequence of that? driving a wedge between people that didn't exist. And that's evidence of what I say to you, that they can uh, create something that seems newsworthy that really wasn't, or seems like people were interested in it when it really wasn't the case at all. And it's plainly evil. And in this interview, the Epic Times interview, you can check it out in the show notes, which I highly recommend you do. I think it's about an eight-minute video, and you'll get quite an education And and this uh, woman speaking, she talks about how all the information has to pass through these central channels, which they share relatively openly. Well, Drudge is one of them. Bongino Report, not far behind. They twist the headlines a little bit, but it's all the same stuff, really. MSN, they mix it up differently. Apple News, they have a slightly different, uh, you know, way of of feeding it out, depending on, you know, how they measure your activity and what they know about you. But otherwise, it's all the same nonsense. Mass deception, really. And uh, how much is this this disinformation, this mass deception, which it really is. I mean, look at the pe- people that believe uh, this nonsense. I'll bet you there's not a person listening right now that doesn't know somebody that really believes something that you just sit there and scratch your head and think to yourself, I, I don't know how you can buy into that. What's an example? I don't know, the economy. There's actually people who say, are you better off now than you were with Trump and office? Oh, yeah, I would think so. Like, what what planet are you living on? To even Right? I mean, there's no measurable standard that would suggest that the economy is better now than when, when Trump was president. I will point to this. Uh, that there's been increased spending and increased volatility. And they'll point fingers and create deception to cover all that up, but you got serious economic problems. and uh, When you hear what Putin had to say, he talked about this. Talked about a lot of it. Very interesting. You can decide for yourself. Not very long. But let me ask you this. When, when you have a society that, in globally really at this point, people that are being deceived and just in in mass numbers uh, look look at what's happening. I mean what, what do you think that the the consequences of that are in terms of creating distrust among us in terms of creating mental health issues through the roof people being what does the news do Const- constantly makes people feel guilty and alarmed, right? A storm hits Florida. Ah, of course that's alarming. It's coming up the coast. It's going to wipe out everybody. right? They'll push it as far as they can. They've got these, uh, have you seen any of these? this exposing the fakeness of this on-scene reporting with the wind? It's always the wind. You know, hey, what what's what's the update uh out in, out in Houston? We oh, having heavy winds off. It's always the same story. Otherwise, we're fine or or not, you know. But the big news is the storm surge expected at 10 and whether or not these levees can hold up. Back to you, Bill. <laughs> Right? It's alarm. I'm not saying it wasn't a big event, and I'm not trying to make light of what happened in Florida. But they just constantly, uh, I guarantee you people's perceptions are much different than the reality there. That's all I would say. But either way, either way, create alarm, constant alarm. It's If it's not the hurricanes today and climate change, it could happen any day. The existential threat—we're all gonna die. That's really what they're saying when they say existential threat. They're saying we're all gonna die within 14 years if you don't agree with us and go along with this plan. It's and and people are like, ah, uh, really? And then, but but they funnel, you know, all kinds of. Uh, it, it's more sinister than that, right? There's no time to talk about politics right now. People are dying on the ground in Florida, dying, alarm, alarm. But you're going to be made to feel guilty, right? Every time you hop in that little uh, petro-driven vehicle of yours and slamming the gas to the ground like there's no, no end to it, for God's sake. huh? And Oh, and enjoying your air conditioning too, right? This late in the year, all the way into October, as you sit comfortably in your nice air-conditioned environment, as, as it's barely uh, above a, an uncomfortable temperature, you're going to have the optimum luxury, regardless of what it does to the environment, after you've clearly seen. You have no sense of the greater good. For God's sake, rip that air conditioning out of your house, get rid of all meat products, and uh, switch to an uh, uh, electric car immediately. And that's as long as you get started there, then you can. Then you can come join the good guys club, all right? I don't know. People are going nuts. Every time you turn around, all these uh, man-made disasters, all this uh, self-created fear, and people made to feel guilty. Uh, There's only one reason why we're having bad storms like this. White men. (laughs) Isn't it obvious? (laughs) You know, as I look back, um, I mean, it's the obvious conclusion is white men own more cars per capita than any other segment of world population. They're the responsible, dirty birdies, destroying our environment, creating these storms. Now, poor grandma can't retire down in Florida. White men, I tell you. It's, It's not funny. Putin talks about this as well. The anti-Russia racism. It's true. Somehow they vilified every single Russian. Well, unless they come speak out. Oh, no, we're the good Russians. We're not the Putin Russians. Believe me. Oh, no, we don't go along with him. The Russians, are they're not allowed to have an opinion. There's only one opinion they're allowed to have. As long as they can, they better be real up front that they don't like Putin. So what can you believe? What can you trust as far as information? Well, you can trust me. I don't know. You know, I'm as searching as anybody trying to find the answers the same as you. I want you to get a load of this, though. Um, I guess, do I have a couple stories here to wrap this up? I guess I do. Oh, yeah. The High School uh, volley, girls volleyball team, I want to make sure I get to that. Let me share this first. then we to get into what Butch sent me, according to their own affidavits in the Whitmer trial. This is the, the this attack on the governor out there that seems to be a staged FBI false flag, whatever you want to call it. The FBI had been conducting surveillance on Barry Croft for nine months before the Whitmer investigation even began assigning as many five agents and informants to follow and track everything Barry Croft did both on and off the Internet. Why did the FBI go to such effort to surveil an American citizen, you ask? Again, according to their own words and affidavits to the court, Mr. Croft was the host of an obscure podcast which often expressed anti-government and FBI viewpoints. That was what led them to spend nine months tailing this guy, simply because he had a podcast. I find that to be fascinating, really. Uh, I had to believe that there was something else going on, I saw photographs of the guy. Ah, You know, I would not say clean cut, but what does that mean? Don't judge a book by its cover, for God's sake. I don't know. You hear these stories uh, in these rural areas and with the FBI, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of all of it. I've yet to have any visits by the FBI. Sometimes I wonder, you know, what would I do? The the FBI, I'd like to have a few words with you. Oh, God. <laughs> About what? Well, things you've said on the podcast. That pretty much speaks for itself, man. I don't, any, <laughs> I don't have anything more to add or take away from that. But good luck with your investigation. I don't know. I wouldn't say anything. That's what I would say. That's the mistake people... Hey, are you talking anti-government stuff on your podcast? Uh, no. Really? Are you telling me the truth? You don't want to lie to the FBI? Uh okay yeah I did. Okay, you're guilty. You're guilty either way. It's like uh if you go to uh, uh AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, they're going to sit you down and say do you, do you think you have a drinking problem? And either you admit it and you say yes and they admit you into the program, or you say no and they say that you're in denial and they admit you into the program. <laughs> Uh, it's the same setup with the FBI, right? I don't know. All right. So, disinformation. What can you trust? So, uh, I get this email from Butch from Hope for Survival. And he said, um, what's the term here? Biodigital convergence. He says, look into it. You're going to be hearing more and more about it. Lo and behold, Putin, uh, I think, refers to it in his speech. What is this bio-digital convergence? All right. Now, this is from Canada Free Press. So this is a blog fairly large blog. It's one article I have. But then, if you don't want to believe the, the reporting on it, you can go. I have the link to this here. This is from the White House, whitehouse.gov. And these are briefings that they publish, right? They're made public. Executive Order on Advancing Biotechnology and Biomanufacturing Innovation for a Sustainable safe and secure american bioeconomy and you can read through this let me just read this to you. You, you just i'm going to give you a little dose of it just bear with me i didn't write it you paid to have it written so i'm just want to share it with you section 1 policy it is the policy of my administration to coordinate a whole of government approach To advance biotechnology and biomanufacturing towards innovative solutions in health, climate change, energy, food security, agriculture, supply chain resilience, and national and economic security. Central to this policy and its outcomes are principles of equity, ethics, safety, and security that enable access to technologies, processes, and products in a manner that benefit all Americans and the global community and that maintains the United States' technological leadership and economic competitiveness. I'm just checking. That was one sentence. Did you understand what that meant? Does that explain to you in simple terms? Do you have any idea what this pi- uh, policy is? You can go through. I'm like, I'm like I can't sit here and read all that. It's barely enough for me to chew through that. Do you think Biden had a hand in, in writing this? Do you think he even read it? I don't know. You got it's dystopian. You got September 12th, 2022, presidential actions. It's not a law. Why isn't it a law? Why isn't this being discussed and voted on? Not that that process holds much weight. What is this? We must also ensure that uses of biotechnology and biomanufacturing are ethical and responsible, are centered on a foundation of equity and public good. To achieve these objectives, it is the policy of my administration to bolster and coordinate federal investment in key research and development areas of biotechnology and biomanufacturing, in order to further societal goals? What the hell is going on? Within 180 days of the date of this order, the heads of agencies specified in subsections A, 1 through 5 of this section, submit the following reports, blah, 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 blah. Listen, first of all, uh, there's a history of this in regard to obscure laws that nobody understands, uh, that you can't possibly comply with or you know, can't uh, possibly understand. It's just constant fighting and bickering. and, and you know, Well, we're, we're still working on, on the execution and how that gets done equitably. And it gets tied up in courts, and it's just a mess. A mess of what? What are they talking about? uh, bio-divergence, bio-digital convergence, where they want to be able to put, among many things, you have to read through this, um, change human beings, our bodies, minds, and behaviors to create other organisms. And let me tell you, let me give you the two sides of this, all right? There's the 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 tech moderate side that says no, you crazy conservatives. Everybody thinks it's the mark of the beast, but it's just a simple little digital ID. You know, just just a few kilobytes. We don't even need to get into megabytes or gigabytes. They don't need a lot. Just enough to track where you're at, who you're around, and that. And then you, you know you won't need keys, right? You want. You walk in the bank, they'll know you're coming before you show up. Oh, it's gonna be amazing! It really is. Just it's harmless. Just a little poke of a needle, and you won't even need your phone. a little impl- implant behind your ear, and a little one in your wrist. You won't even need to carry your phone anymore. You have the. You could wear these particular glasses that. Will bring up information. This is where they want to go. They want to create these connections. It's fun, exciting. Self-driving cars, hell yeah! I think self-driving cars. I genuinely think that's exciting. I don't know if they should be used everywhere. Uh, you know, uh, high rates of speed on the highway. Eh, I don't know. Have to talk about it. But there's a lot of a lot of things that could be done with that technology. But there's people that are saying, wait a second. If this is allowed, it's going to be a step to a controlling people on a scale that's never been seen before. So you could have a, a you know a million and one different opinions on all this, right? I mean, what's the difference if you if you pull out your debit card or you wave your hand, or what's the difference now with the? We already have it right? with, with bio. Um, you know sign-ins with with photo recognition and and thumbprints right more and more uh you're going to see it required to do business with certain organizations I can already see it coming with the banks every time I log on to my online banking what happens if you don't want to do it I guess you got to go go back to the old branches how long is that even practical I don't know i don't I don't, I don't do it much now I still use a little bit of cash I'm funny like that. But largely I do, you know, mobile banking, mobile deposits. I don't go to the bank a whole lot. Every time I go to log on there, it wants to do the bio thing. How long before they just have this ironclad information that makes it impossible for people to be free? And, And, you know, look at the abuses of information, the deceit, the lies and the abuses of freedoms that are now being proven over and over again. I don't know. You could say there'd be benefits solving crimes, uh, hopefully bringing legitimacy to elections where people's identities are completely verifiable. But what are you going to do? You're going to force people to take these identification tags? Maybe not now. First, they're just available, then, strongly suggested. And then really the only convenient, it's like going on the turnpike today. Going on the turnpike today without easy pass is just barbaric. Going to sit there in line and wait and pay and get change and a receipt. Oh, my goodness. Right? It's the easy pass. It's the only option. It really is. Particularly, you're going like to New York. You're going over the bridge. you got to have it. you sit there and waiting in line at every one of these tolls. That's how it'll be with the ID. Oh, oh, you don't have you don't have the dog tag? So they should so just call it the dog tag. It, it would be easier, quite frankly. Canadian Rebellion Grows. This is an interesting article. You can check it out in the show notes if you're interested. Um, they're basically going to require people over a 24-month period to turn in these assault rifles, and you should have heard Trudeau talk about it. An assault weapons ban... In Canada, yeah, They're going to look to do it here. It'll be a template. You watch somebody Beto, somebody will get a grandstand about it. Some event will happen. But let me talk about this story here. It's in Breitbart. How do you know if it's true? We don't know. It's a school in Virginia, or Vermont, rather. A girls' high school volleyball team in Vermont has been banned from their own locker room. After the girls raised concerns about a biological male claiming to be transgender using the facility. And just more effort to drive anybody out of the public school system. So the girls complain. You know, it was the girls complaining, the biological girls. Hey, we don't want this guy in the locker room here. You know, we don't want to be uh, dressing and undressing around a guy, no matter what he wants to call himself. There was already uh, issues in Virginia with safety, where this kid, uh, I believe it was raped, two girls. How, what has to happen? At what point do parents take matters into their own hands? What, what do you do? Well, I would have a talk with the, with the kid's parents. Listen, uh, your little Johnny Jill is going to stay out of the girls' locker room, or we're going to swell your face up. I don't know. I mean, what other option do you have? What other what other option are people supposed to turn to? Is that what it's going to turn to? That people are going to have to uh, to resort to taking matters in their own hands to protect their kids? They will. You know, they will. When when it comes to their kids, people get crazy. Why would we want that to happen? At the very least, why wouldn't you say, hey, we're going to provide a, a different changing area for you. I don't understand. Hey, God willing, I hope to be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.